Okay, so if you remember, I ended last week complaining about Firefox and their new feature Firefox View, but mostly the colorways, and I talked about how I feel like that was mostly a marketing move to make you actually use Firefox accounts. Also, I talked about how weird was it to have a color scheme chooser that colorways is that will expire in the 17th of January for some reason. So I actually investigated a bit why was that and uh, Back then I actually thought it was going to be like a paid feature maybe, apparently not. They're actually going with something that is only available for a limited amount of time. You know, with the idea of creating more engagement through the fear of missing out. That's really the only explanation I could give after reading all of the articles that Firefox has published about this. But this is actually not the first time they've done it. Colorways was already available with a different UI and back then it was also limited uh, edition. But you know, when I said that Firefox View felt like an advertisement for Firefox accounts, it's not actually an advertisement because Firefox doesn't earn anything out of Firefox accounts. It's more of a plug. I learned this term actually from an OMG Ubuntu article that talks about this new terminal ad in Ubuntu. Apparently Ubuntu is adding advertisement into the terminal, but not quite, and advertisement might not be the correct word. So let's get into that. This is Linux Daily. Okay, so around the end of September, OMG Ubuntu noticed that if you try to sudo apt dist upgrade, you receive this message that says, Receive additional future security updates with Ubuntu Pro. Learn more about Ubuntu Pro at https ubuntu.com pro. Now, this is advertisement, as I would call it, but the article actually goes more beyond that and talks about, for although this sentence is technically advertising something, in this case Ubuntu Pro, the offering itself is free for regular users on up to five devices. Thus, it's not like this is an ad that generates canonical revenue. It's more akin to a public service announcement to raise awareness. And yeah, in this case, I can see why using the correct term would be more appropriate. At the same time, I also understand the fact that some users seeing this message do consider it inappropriate to have whenever they're trying to upgrade their system, which is also a fair thing to say. By the way, if you don't know what Ubuntu Pro is, it is Canonical's revamped support offering that replaces Ubuntu Advantage, which has been around for many years, that appears in the terminal when managing system updates. Again, this is taken from the article from OMG Ubuntu. The article's author actually go on and say his personal opinion on the matter, which is actually interesting. I think he handles it quite well. So I suggest you that you go and read the article, which is of course in the podcast description. For us, let's move on because it's only interesting up to a certain point. During Academy, I talked about how Tuxedo now has its own operating system, Tuxedo OS, and that it is based on KDE Plasma, which obviously as a KDE developer makes me happy. 
thing is that you can actually download the ISO of this Tuxedo OS and try it yourselves, whether it's actually good on your devices even before buying any Tuxedo computer, which is rather interesting. Of course, being the people that care about privacy that they are, they do not ship any telemetry settings or any advertisement or demo software, that is, bloatware. Now, this is actually pretty interesting because uh, KDE does. KDE has K-user feedback, which is a off-by-default opt-in only telemetry setting where you're actually able to turn it on and send the data if you want to KDE. It's a nice thing that you can do to help out KDE developer understand like how many users are switching to the latest release as an example. Judging by the wording from its website, it seems like Tuxedo has actually stripped out this functionality from KDE Plasma. They do offer, and this is quite nice, both online and email and phone support if you have any technical issue. So that's actually really nice. It's something that we clearly need if we want to onboard people from other operating systems. And in general, the page about Tuxedo OS is really meant to convince people that are not using Linux yet to switch to it. As an example, it actually talks about how you install Linux in the first place with the live USB and everything. So it's a very nice work that Tuxedo OS has put together. Interested in the note taking, there's actually a very big release of Obsidian 1.0. It is in the notes of things that I wanted to talk about last week, but apparently I didn't talk about it. If I did, let me know, please. It's actually a very big release. It's called the all new Obsidian. The version name is 1.0 and it is available as a snap as a flat pack and as an app image. And for more platforms, we get Windows, Macintosh, iOS, Google Play. So if you're interested in that sort of platforms, you also get it there. But it's very nice that on day one of this big announcement, they have uh, images for Linux out of the box. That said, obviously the application is not open source. It can be used offline and there's no trackers incorporated. Still, it's not open source, but it's a very nice thing even for closed source applications to have Linux support day one. So congrats. Talking about big releases this time of open source projects, uh, there's Ardor that, Ar Ardor, Ardor, I don't know how to pronounce that, Ardor that released its 7.0 release, which is a pretty big one. Now, I could go on and try to tell you about the new things like queues, which are clip launching, and also there's loop libraries for Ardor, and also queue markers, all these kind of things that I have no idea how they work, I know, no idea what they are. So probably if you know Ardor, you better go actually see um, what's new and um, check it out. Otherwise, let's move on to some other news. Last little thing I want to talk about is something that I knew since uh, KDE Academy at the start of October, but I couldn't talk about, but now I think I can, which is that the KDE EV board has changed now. Just a bit of context. What is KDE EV? First of all, it is the organization, a non-profit organization that legally represents the KDE community. Now, the board is, you know, those five people from the KDE EV that actually take decision from a legal point of view. As an example, if you want to hire somebody, then of course that's going to require money and managing money is something that the KDE EV does. Now, we've had elections and we have a new member in the KDE board, which is Nate Graham. You probably know him if you follow KDE. He's the author of the This Week in KDE blog. And that's actually a very interesting 
interesting change because Nate has publicly talked about many things that he wants to change that are very radical. Mostly he has talked about how he wants to hire a lot of more developers from the KDE community to make sure that currently like the big names in the KDE community are hired by KDE and they stick in KDE Plasma. He has done a very, very nice article about this in his blog, The Pointiest Stick. Funnily enough, uh, you might ask, okay, but where is all of this money coming from? Donations aren't quite enough right now, that's true, but he does plan to hire a fundraising manager. Now, the idea is that a fundraising manager would actually be able to earn more than KD would have to spend on actually hiring him and just him would be enough to actually hire more developers. So that's the idea. So it's something very exciting that's happening and... Uh, that's something to follow. I don't know. Thanks everybody for following and I'll see you tomorrow with another episode of Linux Daily.